We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Rowdy Telez with two homers as the Brewers sweep the two-game set, the fastest series of the entire season uh, in Tampa Bay against the Rays. Hey, uh, if you guys have not checked this out, you should. Uh, 2400 Sports MLB coverage with Big Time Baseball. It's a podcast. Former players Cody Decker and Tony Gwynn Jr., along with MLB insider John Heyman, sit down every week. They cover all the moving parts of Major League Baseball on the field, in the clubhouse, in the front office. These guys have you covered with complete breakdowns of every team and individual player worth noting on a week-to-week basis. Hello, fantasy owners. Pay attention. Make sure you keep an eye out for new episodes of Big Time Baseball every Monday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Anytime you can get help from a fantasy standpoint, I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. Not only because of the fantasy aspect, but because you you and me, guys like us, we just enjoy everything and anything baseball. I'll do it. I mean, literally all day. Like, that's... That's the, the you know the thing about it is it's if it's not a game then yeah you're watching a replay of something or listening to a podcast about it or you know checking up on prospects and potential trades and and that sort of thing it's it's big and it's all friend of shows on that podcast too John Heyman who last year was uh, the big shows MLB Odyssey insider Tony Gwynn Jr. former Brewer yeah and then also one of our Odyssey MLB insiders and then friend of show Cody Decker who does the Bet MGM MLB podcast as well with Ryan Horvath who'll be talking to you on Friday so. As long as it's got it's got a bunch of guys that are friendly too to the show, so how could you not listen to it? It's, it's great. Yeah, it's fantastic, and you can you can catch up. I mean, you catch your Brewers obviously just by osmosis. I mean, right. no matter where, but this can help you get league informed. You know, speaking of great things, Kevin. Yeah, we like you said with Matt, we have a game that happened today. It was great that we can talk about. This is this is like a first for me too on the show because I I can't remember the last time we had an eleven ten start. <laughs> And then usually, you know, if it's like a noon or one o'clock game, like it'll still the post game show will go all the way to the till the end until we go to Zach Elb, CBS Sports Radio. So mm-hmm. this is awesome being able to talk about this little. And it, 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 not only that, it's the end of a game, but an end of a two game series right. too that we have under the books that we even talked about since yesterday. So so literally, you and I went off the air yesterday, mm-hmm. and that series had not started. Yeah. And when this show goes on the air today, the series has ended. It's awesome. That's I mean, <laughs> it's the fastest series of the year. It's a night yeah. game and then a day game, and then they're gone. It's uh, it's pretty cool and back to back five three games too, right? Same score, but I didn't even think about that. Yeah, weird. Same score both games, and and a lot of good highlights to 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 work with, and a lot of good points to talk through. But I, as I was talking about with Matt, like the first name that jumps out. I mean, obviously Rowdy Tellez was superhuman today and has been for mm-hmm. several games. But the the guy who caught my eye today was Luis Urias because yeah. not only did he hit well, he played great defense, and sometimes. Your answer when you have a needed a position isn't outside your organization. And how great would it be if they could just plug Luis Arias like it's Weicho at third and that's it? Yeah, right. I think we kind of got a little carried away too because I mean, well, I'm sure a lot of people don't realize like Luis Arias coming up throughout the minor leagues, like he's naturally a second baseman, mm-hmm. and then they tried him at shortstop because well they had to move him to third base too because of Fernando Tatis in San Diego. So now going to the Brewers like. He's still somewhat new to third base. Like this isn't a position that he's played his whole life. Right. And then now that Colton Wong was out too, he went back to second base. So I think people forget like 
for the Brewers, with all these years of control that they have for Urias, like this is the guy that they probably have planned in as their third baseman of the future. But I think a lot of people realize, like, hey, we wouldn't be opposed to an upgrade as well if we can. But, yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, too, like, now that you're talking about Arias, when they went on that little uh, losing streak there, I think that also coincided with when Arias was struggling as mm-hmm. well. And now that he's heating up, you know, lo and behold, we're asking, is this Brewers offense back in the postgame show yesterday? And we're talking about great things today. But really, like, Rowdy's obviously also been great. Willie Adamas has been hitting home runs. You'd like to see him do a little more like he did on Sunday with multi-hit games. But – Really, now that the Brewers are heating back up, it's because of the pitching and also, by the way, Luis Arias is finally heating back up as well. You mean you have, if it works, and Hunter Renfro returns and he's at form, now you have a righty in Renfro who can just bash. Right. You got a righty in Urias who can hit well. You got a righty in Willie Adamas who hits well. You got a righty in Andrew McCutcheon that hits well. Uh, that's four. And, and in some of these Craig Council lineups, four righties are what he uses, period. So. Right. That it, it could be that every right-handed batter in his order that he spreads out, you know, he goes sometimes he goes two, four, six, eight with the with the righties in the batting order. He might have four strong righties to spread all out there with the lefties. I, look, for for a team that worried me from the right side of the plate to start the year, that's excellent development. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of worrisome too that some of the guys that you brought in to help against left-handed pitching. You talked about Renfro, but McCutcheon, like he was supposed to be the guy who when everybody when we signed him. People are like, oh, this guy, he just crushes left-handed pitching. Yeah. I think they said today on the broadcast that realistically so far this year, he's been hitting around 227 this year against lefties. Oof. So not what you initially hoped for when you brought him in, but thankfully McCutcheon has been heating up this month. He's got like four home runs in the month of June. So thankfully, like along with Luis Arias, like McCutcheon's starting to turn it back around after that Ofer stretch they had a long time ago. And then... I'm looking at the lineup today. Like you were talking about, what do you do with Arias when Hunter Renfro comes back? I mean, you could go a lot of ways because you got to keep Christian Yelch in the leadoff spot, you would think, right? Oh, yeah. So to me, I kind of like what Council was doing beforehand before he put uh, Yelich in the leadoff spot. I mean, I kind of liked having Colton Wong kind of in there at the bottom of the lineup. I know for him it probably feels like a, a slap in the face for being a leadoff guy pretty much the majority of his career, but – if you have, let's say, Colton Wong in the eighth spot and you put a Tyrone Taylor or a Luis Arias down there, your second time, third time through the order, Damn. and then going, you got, you got Wong in the eighth spot, Arias or Tyrone Taylor in the ninth spot, and then Christian Yelich right, right there back at leadoff, then you know, Adamas, Telez, Renfro. Yeah. You fit Omar Narvaez in there as well, like in between the bottom spots and the middle spots of the order. Like this offense could be clicking. You know, pretty soon, and as if it already hasn't been, it's very exciting to see like when this team is healthy, what Craig Council can do with a lineup. I well, don't know, I just kind of got my gear spinning. I kind of like what I'm thinking with this offense. Right, Wong and Urias at the bottom of an order are guys who who can jumpstart. I mean, right. Wong and Urias in a pinch could be one and two, but if mm-hmm. they're seven and eight or eight and nine, yeah, ooh. great base runners too. And yeah. then you put them on that you put them on the table for Adamas, Telez, and Renfro in your two, three, four spot. The other thing it does too is is if if Wong and Urias are on in the eight and nine spot if they're hitting well then then your leadoff hitter you could hear the air quotes Christian Yelich <laughs> comes up feeling like a three hitter you exactly know? yeah exactly so just very interesting to see when Renfro comes back and now that Colton Wong is back and Luis Urias is getting healthy it's just interesting to see if they will do that uh, in the future with this with this starting lineup but I mean we talk about the hitting but another highlight of this series was was the pitching. 
especially the the starting pitching yesterday, Kevin, with Brandon Woodruff. Man, so okay, so ten strikeouts. Yeah, and he didn't. He he threw in the seventies. I want to say it was like seventy eight or something. Seventy eight pitches. So th- think about it, like a ten strikeout performance is almost always for a pitcher one hundred and eight pitches, mm-hmm. right? So if it's ten Ks over fewer than eighty pitches, that means not only is he getting swings and misses, he's doing it a lot it's effective yeah you know it, the velocity actually for his fastball was up two ticks yesterday oh baby so you talk about i was worried about now the off-speed pitches to me they looked fine too right i didn't see anything that was worrisome or you know i didn't see um you know the speed on their velocity on those down so you talk about the raynaud syndrome and all that i don't think it's affecting him right now thankfully and he was dealing with the ankle injury thankfully aside from the raynaud stuff like nothing was affecting his arm or elbow like if you we talked about his home and away splits um, that went to bed real quick uh, <laughs> yesterday with that with that road start, and thankfully I was hoping for that. It worked out well for Brandon Woodruff. So, man, you get Corbin Burns and then Brandon Woodruff. Hopefully, this Brandon Woodruff that you can replicate in future starts, um, and then Eric Lauer, who you look at the pitching line and today it's it's probably not what you would hope for, but to me this is kind of like Eric Lauer getting back on track a little bit. Right. I mean, you talk about the one mishap with Jace Peterson coming in for Jonathan Davis, like. A normal outfielder probably gets that ball. And then what? We're talking about a one earned run game for Eric Lauer today. Mm-hmm. To me, I'll take that from Eric Lauer. And, you know, I, I would even expect I'd be okay with a game like this today, even if Jace Peterson can't get that ball. This is, this to me, this is Eric Lauer kind of getting back on track. Yeah. So you have, if that's the case, then you go Burns and Woodruff, and then and you're filling out that rotation, and you've got. Lauer, who could slot into a role. I mean, this is before you even talk about Peralta and whenever he would come back. But you've yeah. got Lauer in that role, and you've got Hauser in that role, and you've got you know other guys that that slide into these spots in the rotation, and it just yeah, it just looks way better. I mean, right. when it was Corbin Burns fill some spots and then give me Chichi Gonzalez in the five hole, <laughs> it's like okay, they're they're surviving with that rotation. But this has a chance to thrive, not just survive. Oh, it's like a like a wrestling thing. And, I mean, Aaron Ashby will be right around the corner as well, too, for the Milwaukee Brewers. I was trying to find Kurt Hogue had a update on Aaron Ashby. I believe he threw a bullpen session today. There we go. Aaron Ashby today completed a bullpen regular here at Tropicana Field. Everything went well, he said. Uh, he went in after throwing to meet with the Brewers staff about next steps, whether that's pitching in Pittsburgh or not. So, hopefully, I mean, everything – I mean, we already kind of heard that from Aaron Ashby before he went in the IL, so take it with a grain of salt that, oh, yeah, everything's feeling good. Everything's feeling great. I should be able to make my next start against the St. Louis Cardinals in that four-game series. Boom, 15-day IL. Yeah. Um, so hopefully Aaron Ashby is right around the corner too, but, I mean, it seems like we got to talk about last night's game as well um, with the starting pitching and then going into the relievers um, because it looks like Craig Council wants to keep Jason Alexander throwing every five days. So yesterday they threw him in there as a bullpen guy. Right. And um, got a little got a little tense last night with with Jason Alexander, but it's kind of what we expected. I mean, he puts a lot of runners on base, and Tim Allen and I were talking about like Jason Alexander's been a cool story. But you look at the WHIP, before yesterday it was like a one point six and all that. Like he was bound to give up a couple more runs eventually, and it kind of happened last night. Was was not really sustainable for what he was, and. You know, is it chance with with some competition over the summer? If he continues to compete like this, he can earn himself a spot when these games really, really start to count. But ideally, and no offense to Jason Alexander, but ideally, 
that spot is going to be right at the very back end of things. Like right. the, the starting rotation should be set. That back end of that bullpen looks fantastic. Oh man! And and the guy, even the guy is setting him up. So if if he becomes a mop up or a long reliever on a roster in September or even in October, that's great. But yeah. I think that's the ceiling, right? Right. I mean, you just want to kind of give him a couple shots before those big leverage innings come into play. And I just think you know him pitching last night to me says that like Chichi Gonzalez is probably out. Like he's done his job, but once um, they get back to their like five man rotation until Freddie Peralta comes back, like Jason Alexander will probably be that fifth guy still. So I don't think for Brewers fans you have you don't have to worry about that happening again with Alexander pitching in the in the in the later innings happening again. But you talk about the the back end of the bullpen. I mean, Gustave came in today especially, yeah. pitched some big innings with Eric, you know, uh, relieving for Eric Lauer and then Hobie Milner after that. I mean, this bullpen. We were hoping before the season began, aside from Boxberger, Williams, and Hader, that somebody in that bullpen could step up, just one guy. And now it's like, you know, three, four guys have stepped up. And now you pretty much have a full bullpen. You could probably still add another arm at the trade deadline just for depth, but I, just, I can't speak, I can't give these guys any more praise like Milner, Gustave, um, Trevor Gott. Trevor yeah. Godman this year. Like I, I can't believe the what they're getting out of this bullpen this year. It's it's one of those things where if you if you got in a really bad position, I'm I'm picturing October mm-hmm. and I'm picturing a, a a series against Atlanta or LA or whoever, and a starter either gets hurt or just gets shelled. Right. And he's got to go out in the third inning. And Craig Council might have a, a you know a chance still to win this game and you know, sometimes a guy gets gets hit hard, but the game stays close. He's got arms to throw from that point forward, from the third inning forward. Right. I mean, we're talking about like Brent Suter now is getting a, his role decreased. Right. Because all these guys are stepping up. So when you talk about that, like, yeah, a guy like Suter can come in and then you can get to all these guys. But I just, I, I was not expecting that. And I mean, we kind of saw stuff like that kind of happening this year with Hader going back and forth on the paternity list and all that. Like, it's it's bad it's bad of a situation to happen and thankfully hater and his and his wife and their their baby was all right and everything worked out but it kind of worked out because now some of those guys have experience for the playoffs like if one of these guys is going to be down all right well now we have an idea of like who we can kind of go to in those situations it's big and it's only june like i am trying not to get too pumped up yet because it's not even July first. But like you know, we're all, we're pretty much at the halfway point already. Yeah, it's just like slow down for me. For I'm me, seriously. for me, the season needs to slow down. Yeah, I know a lot of people are like, oh, we're not even in July, but like for me, it, it's get, it's getting to the point where like baseball is going too quick. I mean, again, going back to the fantasy thing, if you're a fantasy owner, you're halfway home, mm-hmm. and that's, I mean, there's a lot of this story of the season that's been written. If it's, right. if it's half of a season, I mean, you can you can begin projecting full season numbers now. You can start looking that way. So the Milwaukee Brewers, they were before today, they were a half game up on the St. Louis Cardinals. They're now obviously one game ahead of the St. Louis Cardinals, forty four and thirty three. Now they have a series against the Pittsburgh Pirates coming up before they return back home against the Chicago Cubs, and then back again at home against the Pirates. I mean, this should be a nice little stretch here with Woodruff getting back too. I mean. This now's the time with the offense kind of feeling themselves. Like mm-hmm. now's the time to kind of stack up some wins. I hope, as I was talking about this with with Matt uh, earlier in the hour, I hope that it's not a case of taking the speed on the on the pitching machine from ninety down to eighty and then struggling with it a little bit. Right. I, I doubt it. I think his point is valid that Craig Council's 
not going to allow bumps like that in the road. He's been around long enough that that they shouldn't. But you know, you know what I'm saying. Like sometimes you bring that against those great teams, yeah. and then you're you're a little off when you're facing you know the the lower level of competition. Well, I mean, the thing is too, like after that little stretch, after those three game series against the Pirates, and then back home against the Cubs and Pirates, like you got about a week before the All Star break after that little stretch. Yeah. So realistically, like I don't think I don't think they can afford to like take the foot off the gas pedal and all that. So we'll see. So real quick, that was, that was fun talking about a series that happened like before our, after our last show, and then coming into today. I don't know the next time that's ever going to happen. It literally, we you and I walked out of here right. yesterday with that series not started, and we we come back the next day and it's over. Right, and it's a sweep. And it's a sweep. Let's go. Although I will say this, I don't know about you, I hate two game interleague series. Like yeah. it doesn't do anything for the teams. No. It's it's kind of like a chore, if anything, or, or or like a sort of a weird dream. Like I don't know who the right. Rays have next. I'm assuming it's an American League team, and and so they'll they'll wake up tomorrow. Like what's that weird two game thing we just did? And then we just played the Pirates before that too, right? <laughs> oh, that was yeah. weird. That's like right up there with just splitting a four game series. Like yeah. that bothers me more than anything. But anyways, that was fun to do. Talk some uh, Brewers baseball. We'll get back into the Milwaukee Bucks. And NBA free agency after the break here. But want to remind you guys, bottom of the afternoon show brought to you by News Nation. Want the news without the noise? News Nation is news for all of America, reporting all sides, no spin, no agendas. Go to newsnationnow.com slash join us to find News Nation on your television provider. It's the afternoon show. Kevin Holden and myself, Sam Schmitz. We'll get back into the Bucks, NBA free agency, and more coming up next year on 1250 AM. The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.